You're looking beautiful today. I know. What are you talking about? You're talking about a g- <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about a game. Yeah. Gamer Camille. Yeah. That's okay. my gamer tag. So you said I played it, right? This game? I have no idea. Really? I don't know. I don't know what you've played. But I, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can look at my backlog to count. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, I don't know. This is one of those games that people don't really like give a lot of Good stuff. What? <laughs> Yo. Okay, okay, listen. People don't treat it seriously. People, Interesting. People wouldn't look at this game and say, oh, it's a work of art. It's Kirby's Epic Yarn. Okay, that's art. That's, everybody <laughs> looks at that and they think it's art. That's, that's a good, a good game. point. It's got like a Dude, yarn art style. Yeah, it's so good. Why are you getting mad at me? Because you've never played Kirby's Epic Yarn and you're stupid for that. You. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're like, you're beautiful. And I'm like, you're stupid and dumb. Yo, oh my gosh. Is it Stardew Valley? No. Is it? Everybody thinks Stardew Valley is serious. Are you kidding? Can you tell me the system that it's for? Phone. Is it Candy Crush? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yo. It's Candy Crush. Holy freak, you're talking about Candy Crush? Of course I've played Candy Crush. Everybody's talked about Candy Crush. Really? I've never played it. Or everybody's played Candy Crush. I, I hadn't ever played it before I started prepping for this. I used to play a game called Fruit, called Juice Cubes. And it was a Candy Crush <laughs> ripoff where there were all these little cubes with eyeballs. And it was really fun. Why didn't you just play Candy Crush? Why'd you, why'd you, why'd you have to play Juice Cubes? <laughs> I like the, the music and the tropical vibe. Okay. I had to pop my back. But you're, you look like you're crying right now. I am crying because it's so funny that you play Juice Cubes. Yeah. I cry easily. Yeah. Um, what are you playing? Wait, what, what are you <laughs> juice cubes? I'm playing yeah. juice cubes. Oh, I used to play this mobile game called Temple Run. I love Temple Run. Everybody played Temple Run. No, listen, it was banned from my house. Like my mom told us we could not play it anymore because you're spending so much time. shout out to Mackenzie. She got addicted <laughs> to Temple Run and then my mom banned it. See, the funny thing about that is like my parents never banned games. Really? When I started playing Plants vs. Zombies, everybody in my house was playing Plants vs. Zombies. Like, my dad would play it, and, like, like everybody was playing Plants vs. Zombies. That means and we you would, weren't playing it hard enough. Like We would always argue about, like, you got to have, like, one line of sunflowers and then a line of pea shooters. And I always do it the best way, which is a line of pea shooters in the back and then a line of sunflowers. So you get an extra line of defense. It's another day. I love Plants vs. Zombies. That's, I think it's in my top five. Is that 25. what you're talking about? I'm not talking about Can you get to the point then? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm talking about a song. I'm talking about some music. Oh my gosh. It's Gangnam Style. No. What? Why? That's it's not song. Gangnam Style. It's Gangnam Style. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're disgusting. Sorry. Is it Taylor Swift? It's not Taylor Swift. I don't want to hear it then. What? Okay, what is it? Tell me. I'm not telling you. Okay, give me like a hint. We both really like it. It's a song that we... Taylor Swift. It's not Taylor Swift. Oh. Even though we both like Taylor Swift. I like Light. No. Oh. It's got kind of the same vibes as I Like a Light. Hotel California. No. That's... I've been thinking about that song lately. Because it played... What were we watching yesterday that it played in? No, we were, we, were, we went to axe throwing. Oh, we went axe throwing. <laughs> and it and, played and it, and it really... There. It made me throw those axes. You know who's good at axe throwing? Camille. 
We played like six games and I won five. You didn't have to say that. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Gallery. Episode three. Episode three. Tell me what you're talking about. You already know what I'm talking about. A song. You should go first. No, I want to know what you're talking about. No, we don't reveal it. I'm curious. We don't reveal it. I'm curious. Then you'll talk to me. Then give me a hint so I can guess. It's it's a song that came out very recently. Um, It's pretty laid back. It's Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Vampire. Oh, <laughs> no, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> okay, give me another hint. Um, It's a piano song with vocals. Oh, I was going to say a, a song from La La Land. Those wreck me. <laughs> yeah, dude, stop. That's a, that's a good movie. Who doesn't love La La Land? Come All right, on. you know what? Sh- shut up. I'm just going to go. Okay, Candy Crush me. Wow, Candy Crush. Holy frick. Candy Crush. Okay, listen. Listen. You know who owns Candy Crush now? Who? Xbox. I know. Isn't that crazy? Were you, would you read that? Yeah, I did. Nice. I know everything about Candy Crush now. Speaking of Xbox. Starfield. Starfield is good. Maybe you should choose that as your topic next time so you could talk about it, but we're not talking you're about like, it right you're now. You're like, maybe you should shut up. <laughs> I am so sorry, dear. Regale me, please. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. You're mean today. <laughs> Talk about Candy Crush. Go. Okay. So, picture this. It's 2014. Every middle-aged woman around the age of 30 is severely... Aged woman. <laughs> is severely addicted to playing Candy Crush. In 2014? Did it come out in 2014? It came out in 2012. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it, it hit its peak, like 2015, 2014. Mm, and uh, I don't know why that is. Don't ask me. And ask, okay, now ask me, why is it so popular? Hey, Camille, why is Candy Crush so popular? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> First, I want to talk about the game design. Um, If you don't know what Candy Crush is. If you, if you live somewhere other than planet Earth. Okay, no, listen, I, this is kind of a sidebar, but I looked up like the demographics, the, the target audience for Candy Crush is women aged 25 to 45. That sounds about right. That's what they're going for. But the demographics that play the game, literally every demographic, every age, and it is played in every single continent. Yeah, man. Candy Crush is big. People in the South Pole are playing Candy Crush. I was going to say that's where Santa lives, but that's not where Santa lives. <laughs> that's where the penguins live. Yeah, it's true. And they're, and they're busy playing Candy Crush. Dude, the penguins are playing Candy Crush? They are. I don't know who else is on the South Pole. Dang, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's really cool, though. I know. How, dang. Where'd you yeah. find that? The man said it himself. King. The, the, Our king. Mr. Candy Crush. <laughs> Mr. Candy Crush. So the developer's name is King. Oh, that's right. And... Yeah. Uh, and so he put out this game in 2012, and it is super popular. Yeah. There's lots and lots of reasons why, because he he developed this game to kind of make it addictive. And he he pushed it towards a certain demographic that hadn't ever had games pushed at them. 
Like if you think of like That's a 35 year old mom, That's she does true. not have time to sit in front of an Xbox and like play Starfield. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes me think of the Wii because the Wii was marketed towards that demographic, but the Wii's fad kind of ran out. Yeah. And I think Candy Crush was kind of the perfect mobile games in general just exploded with casual gamers. That's kind of why the Wii ran out because, well, kind of, but keep going. I love that. Sorry, I had to add. I don't want to interrupt you. No, that's okay. So, like you said, just like the Wii, they were marketing to this people that haven't really had games like marketed at them before. Yeah, facts. And it was marketed in a way that it really appealed to them. It's free. It's motto. Yeah. It's motto is literally, let me find my notes. That's a weird motto. <laughs> Their motto is escape the stress of today. Which it's like like, Man, a, like a stress, oh. like relieving ad. I could see a mom scrolling through Facebook, seeing an ad for Candy Crush with that slogan and being yeah. like, I'm stressed. What's this? And yeah. they see, they, they go in there and they see all the cute little candy games. Uh-huh. The candies. It's, so it's like, it's like Candyland, a game that so much of us like grew up with, especially that generation. Got that vibe. And so, and it's really cute. And it's like candy is something that everybody likes. Yeah. It's got really fun colors. It's got a really simple user interface. Yeah. And it has it doesn't have any glitches, which yeah. is like a lot of mobile games glitch out. They give you a lot of ads. Oh. It's like all it's like a really awful experience to play a mobile game sometimes. But Candy Crush doesn't do that <laughs> for people. Yeah. But one the thing that made it so so popular was because you could do this thing where if you ran out of hearts, I don't think I explained what Candy Crush is. Candy Crush is like you need to match three candies in a row and get them to disappear off of your board. Yeah, and it's very simple. It's extremely simple. It's easy. Mm -hmm. And, but it gets harder as you go up because there's, you know, different tasks that you have to do. Like maybe you have to get rid of all of the blue candies or you have to make oh. a certain kind of candy that explodes. Or oh. Like it gets like pretty intense. Yeah. And so what was I saying? I forgot all of it. You were, what? Huh? Huh? Anyway, my well, topic is. <laughs> <laughs> we both ended it. <laughs> Dude. Well, well. You're talking about the gameplay. Was I? Yeah, you were talking about how you have to make like certain candies. There are objectives. It gets harder. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey. And so the one thing that made it super cool was that there's limited lives here. They have like five lives, and if you lose a life, if you don't do that certain task within the amount of moves that you have. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like a but there, there's like a a move limit. And so mm -hmm. you can stop playing. Like if you like don't do very well, or if you run out of luck, you run out of lives. Okay. And the brilliant thing about this is that he made it so you can either purchase lives. You can, I mean, it's one of That's those how you go. free games. Microtransactions. Yeah. Or you can send a, and like an invitation or a request oh. to a friend through Facebook. There, I mean, there you go. That's why it's so popular. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's mom was on Facebook at the time. And they were all like, well, I don't need to pay anything. But I mean, I do enjoy playing my Candy Crush. And so if I just send this to my buddy, he'll send me a free life. Mm -hmm. And... Then you get other people playing it. And Facebook at the time had like a billion users or something. And so yeah. it's the perfect market. Wow. I know. Gee, what a what a perfect storm. I know. That makes me think of, I was watching a video from a YouTuber that I really like where he had his wife like play Minecraft for the first time. And something that he talked about was how when he started playing Minecraft and when I started playing Minecraft, like the game itself didn't tell you how to craft anything. It didn't tell you how anything worked because it wasn't Minecraft back then wasn't trying to be a big game like it is now. 
it was just an indie game that like one guy made and a few people started working on. So there weren't any like in-game tutorials for a while. And so the way that Minecraft, Minecraft's lack of like help in its gameplay made it so popular. Cool. Because it was so bare bones, it was so popular because how do you find out about it? How do you find out what to do? Ask your friend. You ask your friend. You go online. You watch YouTube videos of Minecraft. And that's how you learn. Like nowadays, there's tons of aids in the game that help you um, learn how to do stuff. But me and a lot of people who grew up with the original Minecraft. Not me. Yeah, not you. <laughs> a lot of people who grew up with the original Minecraft were watching, like watched YouTube videos to learn how things worked. They went to the Minecraft wiki. And cool. that made me think of how of Candy Crush and why it's popular is because it was shared so much. Mm-hmm. And with Minecraft, it's like, I don't know how to play the game. Um, I need to share it or I need to go look at something I, or I need to have someone share with them. But with Candy Crush, it sounds like it's like I can get further in the game if I share it with a friend. And when you put it like that, that's really interesting. It's yeah. something I think a mobile game can only do. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, th- I feel like that's kind of like Elden Ring where like <laughs> you can read the messages that people leave. Oh, yeah. And like get further, but it's not the same. It's the social experience. Isn't that game. interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't play Minecraft as a kid. I was too busy getting chicks in good grades. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. Happy for you. <laughs> anyway, you're totally right. It's yeah. like the social experience of Candy Crush. And you know, moms, it's hard to get social. Like truly it is hard to leave your home when you have 80 billion kids running around. Yeah. You can't get that experience. But if you're hanging out playing Candy Crush with the girls. Yeah. It's basic. I love that. And, uh, oh, man. So I, I got to put my little gamer opinion in here. Um, uh-huh. I just, I think puzzle games are so cool because puzzle games just, I mean, puzzle games is just the art of being addictive and capturing a demographic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the same reasons, like the same reasons why you're talking about Candy Crush being success- successful is, it sounds like Tetris. Back in the 80s. It really does because Tetris was like, they put Tetris on the Game Boy and because they wanted the Game Boy to be enjoyed by kids, but they also wanted the Game Boy to appeal to adults. Like you could whip out Tetris on the commute to work. Cute. And it's not like Mario. It's a it's a puzzle game that you would play like on your phone or like, yeah. you know, which is really cool. And I would say, I would argue same thing today with puzzle games like Candy Crush and Juice Cube. And you know how how much easier and more like kosher it is to bring your phone with Candy Crush to school yeah. and like play with like there. Yeah. But if you brought your DS to school as a kid, you're a freak now. Hold on. Did you do that? I gotta disagree with Did that. Did you do that? If you brought your DS to school, you were the man. I, I never did that, and I was addicted to my DS because I was getting good grades and chicks. Yeah, I was getting friends and gamer. Points. And you were playing Picto Chat. I was not playing. <laughs> I did play pictures. Coloring the screen all black. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. So part of the game design, what made it so interesting is that it you can't lose in Candy Crush. There is even mm. when you like even when your board has no like possible moves, it will it will reshuffle it for you. And if you can't find a move if you're taking too long, it'll highlight like a, a legal move that you can do. Nice. Which is so easy to like for a person. A guide. Yeah. Like played games before to enter in and it's so easy to do. I 
really like that you talked about this and I really like that you're recognizing that you're highlighting this game because I'm not a mobile gamer at all. I don't play any games on my phone, but I do. I love mobile games. Why did I say it like that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little something in my throat and I was drinking water. And it, it came out Dude, so aggressive. Um, I think that when people, when you hear video game, you think, like call of, like this is this is a mindset that's dying today, which I'm grateful for. But like, do you think like Call of Duty, like hitting Fortnite. people with bullets? Because I don't want to say, <laughs> you know, but like like Fortnite and like, but uh-huh. like video games are so hitting people with. <laughs> <laughs> You're like throwing bullets at them, but games are so versatile and so friendly to everybody. I can't stress this enough. For every for every like Elden Ring and like Street Fighter and CS:GO, these super competitive games, there's a Minecraft and a Wii Sports and a Candy Crush. I mean, mm-hmm. games are for everybody, mm-hmm. and I think the Candy Crush really captures that quite well. That's exactly what I was going to say, and that's a whole conversation I wanted to bring up. Perfect, because there's a lot of people in like looking at this community and a part of this community that say. Candy Crush is the worst. It's so addictive. It's ruining families. And there's other people who are like, I love this game. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know what else is addictive? Everything. That's my point. Exactly. You can get addicted to movies and books. Games are not inherently addictive. Thank you. And so. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm saying like all your good points. Yeah, you really are. I'm Knock so sorry. I think what you have to say is is so good. I know. And I don't mean to to steamroll you. Thank or, you. Or, you know. I love you so much. I love you. Stop. Okay. Sad. <laughs> um, but I, I brought a couple quotes and a, a couple studies to back this up. Oh, man. Because it, it, it looks like us as people who like to game are like, gaming is the best. And I can just see all of those like business majors out there that are like, how dare you waste <laughs> your time? <laughs> Talk like that. So uh, but in relation to Candy Crush, women's health um, states that your dopamine levels are raised when you win a level of a game because when you were playing the game, the bright colors activate your brain's reward system. Um, you like you crave the success and then you hunger to beat more levels. And then they said the Candy Crush is also beneficial in increasing cognitive behavior, including mm. memorization. Uh, wow. 30 minutes, 30 daily minutes of mobile gaming can exercise the brain regions responsible for problem solving, memory and spatial recognition. Another article concluded that active video games that were played for just 12 hours increased the reading levels of players that had dyslexia in the same time as one year of reading development classes. Wow. Video games have also been known to improve the attention spans of participants, which could then increase their attention span during classes, church, and many other activities. I love that. Right? Um, I want to say that, like, not like there are games that are just in, like addictive and there are games that there are games that are bad for you but just because it is a game doesn't automatically mean it's bad for you like mm-hmm. as a huge blanket statement blanket statement mm-hmm. and man i love that like there's there's good in games like yeah. candy crush yeah and there's good in games like elden ring and <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's kind of the point i, I want to be very clear about I'm not bringing up Candy Crush to say, like, when people say, oh, you guys play too many video games, it's bad. And then I say, 
well, you're playing Candy Crush every day and it's addictive and everybody's stupid. Uh, yeah. That's not what I'm going for. What I'm going for is that the video games that like gamers play or whatever, they're awesome. Like, yeah. They're so cool. And Candy Crush is awesome yeah. and so cool. Yeah. Like it, they're both such viable forms of like expression and entertainment and like getting that dopamine that you sometimes need on your drive to work. Yeah. Not your drive. Do not play. <laughs> <laughs> we do not endorse. Do not play Candy, Candy Crush, Crush and Drive. drive. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you said that. Mobile gaming has a stigma. It's not a lot of like my type of gamers thing, but like it totally has a place. Mm-hmm. And it's man, it's I might have to. Well, I have to redownload Juice Cubes after this one. No, that is not what? the point. Huh? <laughs> Listen, I downloaded Candy Crush, and this morning we were, like, researching our topics, and I... Did you play a little bit of it? Yeah, well, that's what was taking me so long, because I got stuck on level seven. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, are you done yet? And I was like, no, I'm, like, frantically trying to, like... It's like... Like, it, like, makes little sound effects. Yeah, well, I don't know what it sounds like, because I did it all in silence, so you wouldn't hear. And I heard that the soundtrack was, like, really good. It is really good. Well, I guess I'll have to play more Candy Crush. Yeah. But let me end with some numbers because I thought they were super interesting. More numbers. Okay. So obviously the game is free. You make purchases. Um, and so 2014 and 2015 were its peak. And listen, my numbers are kind of all over the place because I've read articles from like 2015 that are like, this game's making so much money. And I'm pretty sure all of it was like exaggerated. <laughs> yeah, man. So my numbers are all over the place. Um, if you could find better you numbers, tell me. $7 billion. Yeah. Well, listen, they they said it was making reportedly $1 million a day and 25K an hour. and That's crazy. And in 20, 2018 alone, the Candy Crush series made over $1.5 in revenue. Compare this to Pokemon <sighs> Go, which brought in $800 million, or Fortnite's $455 million on iOS. Man, when it's bigger than Fortnite, <laughs> you know it's crazy. And listen... 70% of users on the very last level haven't paid anything, but it still today earns a revenue of $405,000 to $850,000. Love it. And then there's more than 132 to 273 million monthly users. Wow. It has been downloaded 2.7 billion times. Wow. And in Hong Kong, one out of seven people play it daily. Good job, Hong Kong. We love that you love <laughs> dedicated. that you love uh, Candy Crush. Yeah. So, very, very popular game. Very good game. A game that has a lot of benefits when it's played in moderation. Yeah. You can't. Totally. I'm not saying you can't get addicted to Candy Crush because yeah, you, you definitely, definitely can. can. You can get addicted to anything. You can get addicted to anything. Don't and, play uh, it while you drive. Don't play it while you drive. Don't play it while you're at your son's graduation. Play Juice Cubes I instead. Def- I feel like I've been in a graduation where I've seen. Wait a second. Hey, hold on. You say don't play it during your son's graduation, but during your brother's graduation, we both played Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> it was so boring. All they right. called his name we and then we were like, woo! And then we were like, what do we do now? <laughs> we condone playing Candy Crush during your son's graduation because they're boring. But not during your son's like graduation. Like yeah, when he's up on the like, stage, woo! when he's getting his diploma, you put it down, you go, yay! And then, and then you, you go back go, and you go, go back and beep. <laughs> and then it goes, you get that the brown candy that's like zaps all of the other colors. Is that the one with all, like the sprinkles in it? Yeah. And it's like, <sighs> and like the first time I played that, I was like, oh! <laughs> it's insane. Camille play Elden Ring. 
<laughs> Camille play Candy Crush. <laughs> Love it. And it's it's. I'm not going to go into this. It's a long conversation to talk to any girly about their mobile phone game. Their Sims expansion pack. Sorry. You just called out so many heaps. I'm talking about mobile games because many girls just have their mobile game. Mine is the game where you connect the dots. Oh, you love free flow. I love free flow. Yeah. I'll play it all the time. Play it at work. Nice. I'll play it on while I'm driving. I just can't. I like to play a game on my phone called Open Instagram and then scroll for like <laughs> 10 minutes and then close Instagram and then open Instagram again and be like, I, I just had this open. And I then close it. And then I'll, I'll open Facebook for the one notification and then I'll immediately close that because I don't want to be on Facebook. Yeah. I guess I don't play enough Candy Crush. Hmm. Someone friended me on Candy Crush and get me to be on Facebook more? If you can get past level seven. I'm on, I'm on level like nine now. Dang, she got past it. Thank you. All right, you go. That was beautifully said, Camille. I know. And I think what I got from it is that gaming is for everybody. Yeah. And that games can be healthy and that games can be simple. Mm-hmm. And the point of games is to be fun. And not to put down other people's game preferences. Yeah. Unless you play Overwatch. Sorry. Did you the whole point? <laughs> Sorry. Juice cubes. Okay. No, no, no. All no, right, wait. You go. You go. I am talking about a song that y- you and I really like. Fortnite Battle Pass. Battle Pass. No. Um, the singer of it used to be a YouTuber and quite a Joji. popular one. I'm talking about Glimpse of Us ah! by Joji. Yeah. Glimpse of Us. Okay, I'm talking about it. So. <laughs> I don't even think that was the right melody. <laughs> the, the... So I think Glimpse of Us is just a beautiful, beautiful song, both melodically and lyrically. So I want to talk a little bit about Joji because there are some people who are new to Joji that don't Joji that don't know that he was a YouTuber called Filthy Frank. He probably doesn't want you to tell people. He probably wants to <laughs> yeah. forget this like past. He is Norman Osborne. <laughs> Filthy Frank is his Green Goblin mask, <laughs> taunting him. But so yeah, he was born in Osaka, Japan. Um, his, mo- his I think his dad is Australian and his mom was J- Japanese, but that might be flipped. Cool, can't remember. So yeah, he was originally a YouTuber called Filthy Frank who had like (laughs) dark, crazy humor. He would wear little sunglasses, a brown pilot's hat, and a blue dress shirt. And he would talk (laughs) like this. (laughs) And he would would make fun of people. And now he's got the like album art where it's like the dark room and like the red light. It's like so. He also played a character called Pink Guy, which was just him in a pink morph suit. (laughs) Who would run around and terrorize people. Okay. And it was really fun and crazy. But he started his YouTube channel so... Music's always been his passion. Uh He started his YouTube channel so he could do music. He said that in an interview. Go off. And he he did the Filthy Frank stuff and it was all goofy. And he started making songs as Pink Guy, like comedic songs. Mm -hmm. And that kind of... Eventually in 2017, he kind of left that behind. He stopped the channel. He... Um, changed his whole brand, and he introduced his name, Joji. Which, by the way, his real name is George Miller, so Joji. That's cute. It is cute. So he said about um, YouTube bumping up his music, he says, you know, for a long time I was just doing kind of this goofy stuff. Um, He never meant for it to take off, but he did. And, you know, because it was taking off. Yeah, good. Because it took off, he, it kind of jump-started his music career. But he said, you know, Pink guy is a character. He says, Joji is me. Cool. And I like that. 
So Joji classifies his work as dark love songs. And I don't think he means like dark evil. Yeah, yeah. Like dark kind of somber and the m- moody moody oh, yeah and, and all, of, all of joji's songs i found like one november when it's really mm-hmm. cold and rainy, rainy. and yeah. i put it on my spotify playlist called november bus rides and i literally would be like like main character moment like looking <laughs> like looking out the like rainy window listening to like joji yeah uh, they i like that you said that because they're just so vibey yeah and just atmospheric and They've got a simple production, but they are beautiful. Yeah. So, Glimpse of Us is, I I think I, I don't want to explain the song. I'm just going to go through the lyrics and kind of let it speak for itself. And then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna talk about some parts I like, and then just various other things that I think are cool about the song and related to the song. Can I just say I I love to see this from you. Why? Because notoriously you're a music guy and I'm a lyric girl. Yeah, I'm definitely more instrumental. Like like I'll play like the the most heart-wrenching Taylor Swift songs in the yeah. entire world and Michaela will be like love this beat <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you're like did like, you just hear, like did you just hear what she said and I'm like nope <laughs> and I like I like have to replay it for Michaela every time so I'm this, like that guitar in the back is nice like, <laughs> <laughs> so this is great to like I I love lyrics I'm a lyric girl that's okay something I'm gonna talk about later is gonna kind of connect to that we I keep wanna... stealing each other's points it's so cute <laughs> stop okay, stop that's the second time Okay. Uh, for the audio listeners, we're trying to lean in to kiss each other. Thank you. Oh, that's so cringe. I wish he was gone. Okay, well. <laughs> here are the lyrics. I'm going to do both verses and then the chorus. I'm not going to sing it if that's what you think. I gonna... really kind of thought you were for No, second. I'm just going to read it. Aw. All right. <clears throat> so I, I'm even clearing my throat like I'm going <laughs> to sing. So it starts by saying, was that KK? No. I didn't hear him. Okay, good. Um, it starts off by saying, she'd take the world off my shoulders if it was ever hard to move. She'd turn the rain to a rainbow when I was living in the blue. Why then, if she is so perfect, do I still wish that it was you? Perfect don't mean that it work- that it's working, so what can I do? Um, second verse says, Tell me he savors your glory. Does he laugh the way I did? Is this a part of your story? Can you take me seriously, please? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. And for audio listeners, she's she's making a show, and I'm trying to be serious. I'm not making a show. I'm singing along. <laughs> to my words, to my spoken <laughs> yeah. words. So the second verse is, tell me he savors your glory. Does he laugh the way I did? <laughs> is this a part of your story, one that I had never lived? Maybe one day you'll feel lonely and in his eyes you'll get a glimpse. Maybe you'll start slipping slowly and find me again. So this is the chorus now. Because sometimes I look in her eyes and that's where I find a glimpse of us. And I try to fall for her touch, but I'm thinking of the way it was. Said I'm fine. Said I moved on. I'm only here passing time in her arms, hoping I'll find a glimpse of us. Oh, I got chills. Why? It's so good. It's, it's so such good. good writing. It's simple. It's concise. Dark love. Song. It's very strong. So here's what I like about it. This song is about not being content with your life because someone's moved on. Um, you know, he, he starts off. She's saying, "I have this great girl. She she's uh, she'd turn the rain into the rainbow and I was living in blue. She's great." He even describes it as perfect. She's he describes Joji describes this girl he's with as perfect. But he says, 
perfect don't mean that it's working. He says, why then if she's so perfect, do I still wish that it was you? And that is just, that's a really specific feeling. Yeah. That I think a lot of people relate to. And that's my favorite line is perfect don't mean that that it's working. You know? Yeah. His situation is great. Sounds awesome. A caring companion who loves you and who you think is perfect, but he doesn't love her. And that's what it comes down to. That, so you see yourself as kind of this, like if you're putting yourself into the song, you're the guy who is with this perfect girl. and yeah, Or vice versa else. or whatever. Because whenever I listen to this song, I always feel like I'm the girl. Oh, that's so interesting. And so it's like, it's like this heart-wrenching feeling for me to listen to it because I'm like, it's the idea of being in a relationship with a person who thinks that you're perfect, but not good enough. Like you're not good wow. enough for them. See, because I always think of this as if she doesn't know that he feels that way. Really? Yeah. Cool. Whoa. That's awesome. Wow. And different vibes, different yeah. emotions come from that. That's so cool. So the reason I like the second verse is he's talking about the guy that the like his ex is with. Uh-huh. So there's a bit of like jealousy and like resentment. Even though he's in a perfectly happy relationship. I know. I know, right? Happy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's in a great relationship, but he still feels jealousy for this for his ex. That's real. And it's though. and it's like a sad jealousy. Yeah. Because he's like, tell me he saves your glory. Like, I hope you're happy. Like, I I hope that he's he deserves you. Tell me he savors your glory. Tell me he wow. savors your glory. Does he look good at it? He still respects her and loves her and he hopes that she is happy and and he hopes that whoever she's with now is living it up because he envies that person. And he's like, like, he better savor your glory. Dang. Which is interesting. And so I love the chorus the most. The chorus is just so powerful. He looks in her eyes and that's where he finds a glimpse of us. And that's where this song goes from like just another like good like chill song to just like well there's a little bit of hope that he feels he finds a glimpse of this old girl and this new girl and that is either a really sweet thing or a really awful thing oh you could totally look you at it what I mean? yeah it's like oh like i see i see this girl i love in this new girl but i mean you're taking that current girl for granted are you leading her on and like There's so many layers to Glimpse of Us. And the next line, and I try to fall for her touch, but I'm thinking of the way it was. He's like, he's trying, like he loves this girl or he doesn't love her, but he thinks she's perfect and she's great. So he's trying to like fall for it. Like he's trying to just like slip and like slip and fall into this relationship. Do you feel like he's trying to like remember his ex and he's like thinking of this and being like, I hope I'll find someone more like her or like this is tainting my relationship or is he thinking more like I need to do better for the girl I'm with? Well, I think that's answered in the next line. I try to fall for her touch, but I'm thinking of the way it was. I I, I don't know if he's trying to fall for her touch mm. or I don't know. Maybe he's trying maybe he's trying to forget about the old girl. I wonder. I'm not and sure. he's trying to fall for this new girl's touch, but he just can't shake it. Yeah. And then the next line, you know, said I'm fine, said I moved on. I'm only here, but I'm only here passing time in her in her arbs. Oh, brutal. What a heartbreaking line. 
that's what makes me feel like being the girl. Like, you know how, like, that's like every girl. <laughs> Let me speak for all of us. The worst fear is to be with someone who is acting like they love you and they, they don't all the They're way. leading you on. Yeah, leading you they're on. just, they're passing time with you. Can yeah. you imagine? Passing time. And I really like that he says passing time because when I'm with you and we're hanging out, the clock doesn't exist. Like, I don't think about time because I just yeah. adore you. And, like, we love spending time together. Excuse me. But he is watching the clock with her. And that is just... Joji. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. And so I like that you mentioned the girl's perspective because I never thought about that before. It's like, so, I don't know. Is he, like, is it easy to, like, sympathize with him and be like, man, that sucks, but, like, is he leading her on? Does mm. she know? So I'm glad that you brought up that layer because I never thought of that before. Really? Yeah. So beautiful lyrics, beautiful song. Now, melodically, it's in 6-8. And you kind of get this. The The verse is kind of somber and one note. She take the world off my shoulders. And it's kind of, you know, it kind of pushes along nicely. But in my opinion, once the chorus goes, it kind of rises a little bit because he's talking about the hope that she that he sees in her hmm. and the glimpse of us. He's like, because sometimes I look in her eyes and the, the melody is building and building. You'll have to listen to it. And that's, he kind of goes, because sometimes I look in her eyes and it kind of gets bigger and then it kind of goes back. And that's where I find a glimpse of us. It kind of goes back down. Interesting. So it's like, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm looking in her eyes and I find a glimpse of us, but it's just a glimpse. <gasps> So it's kind of cool how the melody kind of plays into it. I love when artists are like so. Yeah. People who make music are so genius. Yeah, and whether and like that might not even be intentional. Yeah. But it totally works. It totally works. And if it is intentional, that's great. And then the same thing happens. And I try to fall for her touch. The melody. I try to fall for her touch. And then, but I'm thinking of the way it was. Then it kind of goes back down. Mm. And then. Said I'm fine. Said I moved on, but I'm only here passing time in her arms. It kind of goes back again, hoping I'll find, and then it stops. A glimpse of us, and then it goes, then it continues. Ooh. So you can almost feel yourself looking into her eyes with him. Yeah. And you're like, there's the glimpse, and it's gone, and it's back to passing time in her arms. Because he's trying so hard to be with this perfect girl, yeah. and then he's. And then he sees something that reminds him of his ex. And like, there it is. Perfect girl. Time stops. Even if that yeah. that other girl wasn't perfect, she was so unique, you know, like her glory or whatever. Yeah. That he just can't like forget it, and he's probably haunted by that. Like, yeah. Sounds like it. So the lyrics are great. The melody's great. Now I want to talk oh. about some extra things, little extras. Yeah. Have you seen the music video? No. The music video is really interesting. Okay. It almost at first you think it doesn't go with the song at all. It's like found footage it's of like filthy a, frank a, no <laughs> it's like found footage on like a camcorder of these group of guys who are just living a reckless destructive lifestyle they live in this beaten down house there's like animals inside their house Dogs. they like they're eating like cup of noodles and they put on ski masks every day and they go and like do crazy things they light fireworks the streets and they go fast and it's this destructive life cycle but there's this one character in a yellow jacket that you you see scenes of him like breaking up with a girl. There's a girl that says like I'm done, and he like starts doing like pull ups to like get out of it, and then it continues with just this destructive lifestyle, and it kind of builds and builds and builds. And you're like, this is cool, but what does it have to do with it? 
So the song is about never fully being content with your life because of losing someone you love. Mm. So is the music video. Those people are living a destructive lifestyle. So is Joji in the song. Hey. It's hurting them and they just kind of go with the motions and the thing that they can't shake is losing a loved one that they that they had. Brutal. So go check out the video. It's it's really it's really well edited. It's really something. And especially the juxtaposition of this beautiful piano melody with this crazy like yeah, destructive video is is amazing. There's there's nothing in quite like in the world. Well, let me let me gather my thoughts. Something that I love that so many artists pursue is is of course there's so much so much about love like yeah. people writing poems about love and yeah. it's zero bc you know like <laughs> christ was there <laughs> <laughs> and so what i'm trying to say is that this feeling of of being broken up with or you breaking up with someone and still like remembering that person even if you are better off yeah it's one of the most potent tangible feelings in the entire world mm -hmm. like like i think it's very universal i know yeah for instance like mckay and i dated when we were like 16 or something oh, that's true oh this is a good point yeah and, and we kind of just stopped talking and stuff and then we dated other people and everything like that like we were just kids and it's like i never forgot i've never forgot you i would think about you ever so often where i was happy with the people i was and stuff but like sometimes i would think of you and like i would i would be like gosh I loved McKay. Yeah. Uh, and stuff. And that doesn't mean I loved the, the people I was with like any less. Probably makes me a bad person. But really, you don't forget like some people like that. And we just happen to end up back together, you know. Yeah. But it's just, it's such a guilty and harrowing and profound feeling. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I think that's what Glimpse of Us is about. Yeah. Another thing that I want to mention is... There are some versions of this song on YouTube with drums and strings. You showed that they to me. They are amazing. They're really cool. And that's what I was talking about with like instrumental versus lyrics. Yeah, they sound really cool with like strings and drums. There's this one where the drums only come in on the last verse. It chills. It's so cool. You're like, like headbanging. Yeah. You're like, this Sometimes is awesome. I look at her eyes and it's like. <laughs> I'm like crying in the car seat because all I do is listen to the lyrics. <laughs> In the car seat. Am I in the car seat? Little baby. Playing Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to say is I'm really into like 1930s, 1940s <laughs> music. I have a Spotify playlist that's called Songs to Listen to While You Write Your Memoirs in Your Study in the 1930s. No, no, no. He just doesn't have that playlist. He's like every night he's like, Hey, Camille, I'm going to go listen to my playlist, Songs to Write Your Memoir to in the 1930s um, while I'm playing games in there. See, it kind of thing. Like, They're he really says, relaxing. They've got an old school like <laughs> tank to it. I like Alboli. I like the says, ink spots. He says the whole title every time. This morning, he was like, you want to listen to my playlist, Songs to Write Your Memoir to in the 1930s? Is that so bad? I also have a song called Songs to Write into the Saloon to, and it's all cowboy songs. They're good. Anyway, They're good. There's a song on there called Heartaches, and you might know this song. It was in The Shining. It was also, um, it's by Al, Bo Al Boley, and it was also sampled in um, Burning Memory. Are you familiar with that, that album about dementia? No. Crazy. You would love it. I'll show it to you later. Okay. But there's a song in there called Heartaches, and there's only one verse, um, and it says, Heartaches, heartaches, my loving you, they're only heartaches. 
Your kiss was such a sacred thing to me. I can't believe it's just a burning memory. Heartaches, heartaches. What does it matter how my heart breaks? I should be happy with someone new, but my heart aches for you. Aww. It's Glimpse of Us. That's 1930s Glimpse of Us. Cool. Isn't that cool? So no, nothing else there other than kind of a cool connection. You know, you know when Taylor Swift was re-putting out Red and I asked you to break up with me so I could like really understand the lyrics? I have no recollection of that. Okay. Was When was that? <laughs> when did you ask me that? That's how I feel. I feel like because I'm in such a happy relationship that I can't like fully. What is wrong with you? (laughs) So we need to just like divorce really quick so I can like really listen to these songs and then we can get remarried. Andy and April and Parks and Rec and they're like, (laughs) let's get divorced so we can get married again. Yes. Oh man, such good thoughts, McKay. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. I loved what you said about Candy Crush. Candy Crush and Glimpse of Us. Glimpse of Us. L- let me summarize what you said because you do it for me so well. Okay. And I'm not I'm not as good as it, but I'll, I'll try. You are. So what I heard from you was that Joji can do both. <laughs> That's not exactly what I was trying to get at. <laughs> but, but <that laughs> get you a man who can do both. Get you a man who can dress in a pink morph suit and scream at people in the streets of Osaka, Japan. And get you a man who can write the most heartbreaking, sad little Taylor Swift song in the world. What I was trying to get at, the point that I was trying to make, is that perfect don't mean that it's working. So what can I do? Just like in the song. Yeah. Seek, don't, like, don't settle. Do not settle. Don't settle. Relationship advice from McCain Camille. And not even, like, not even just in relationships. Like, don't settle. Like, yeah. if you want to, like, treat yourself, treat yourself. If you want to play Candy Crush. Yeah. Work hard. Driving, yeah. Work do hard. It. Wait. No. What? Don't say that. <laughs> I won't let that go, will I? But don't settle. Perfect don't mean that it's working. Mm-hmm. And games are for everyone and have fun. And that's it. Thanks for coming to Gallery. Thanks for coming to Gallery. Follow us on our socials. At gallery underscore podcast on everything. Friend me on Candy Crush. I'm only on level seven. Or wait, eight? And listen to Joji on. You don't even know. <laughs> and don't play Candy Crush while you're driving. And play Candy Crush no, while no, you're no, driving. No, 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 Have a good day. No, 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 no.